0: Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Stephanie, Ernesto, and Alexi. Hello. 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 Today, we're going to be playing Mind Management, the psychic espionage game. In quotes. Well, the game is in quotes. It was designed by Jay Cormier and Sen Fung Lim. The artist was Matt Kint. And it was published by Off the Page Games in 2021. Working from the shadows, Mind Management once used its psychically powered agents to put a stop to global crises. However, absolute power corrupts absolutely, and Mind Management is now rotting from the inside. To tighten its iron grip on the world stage, Mind Management deploys covert operatives around the world to recruit other psychically attuned individuals to their side. How can this enigm- enigmatic organization, Hellbunt and Global Domination, be defeated? Thankfully, a few renegade agents have figured out how that mind management has been compromised and they have defected, Turning their backs on the syndicate, they now use their own psychic abilities to prevent mind management from achieving its nefarious goals. And the uh, mechanics are deduction, grid movement, hidden movement, paper and pencil, point-to-point movement, team-based and variable player powers. The box art.
1: Uh, The box art has a woman in what looks like 60s-ish, 70s look uh, with a a her side of her face covered with gun, fire, knife, poison, bullets, burning buildings. Um, She definitely looks like she's up to something. And when you kind of like move around the box, you can see a bunch of like hidden text. Um, It looks like there's like a hidden skull on her face. And then, like, all around the box is just, like, a bunch of, like, little sentences that say, like, don't trust this or don't worry, you're not missing anything.
2: It's violently delightful. I love every bit of this box. Like, it's got that nice sort of, like, uh, that, like, faded kind of paper look on it. And, yeah, it kind of looks like like a 60s spy action thriller movie poster. And just everything about this is very eye-catching. The box is... Literally
3: chock full of Easter eggs, you could just pick this up off a shelf and enjoy the box for five or ten minutes, even if you were not going to buy this game.
0: <laughs> a good five to ten minute box. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I agree. <laughs> All right. Uh, based on this, would you pull it off a shelf?
3: Oh, hell yeah. 100%. <laughs> if not just to look at, absolutely.
1: Uh, yeah, this absolutely is the type of game I would pull off. Um, if I was looking at it sideways, I'd be a little confused because. The side of the box is kind of bland, but when I pull out the front, the front looks really eye-catching. You, you
0: should definitely display it on your shelf with the, the front out. Yeah. Otherwise, it's, yeah, pretty boring. The art's pretty intense. That might turn people away, but definitely the, um, the s- based on the mechanics, it's something that interests me. So yeah. I would
2: also pull it off the shelf it feels like it's being very open with what it's about i mean you have like well what is it about tell us how you think it's played um i'm gonna be honest you said grid movement deduction i get that part makes complete sense variable player power that part makes sense grid movement i i don't see off the box i'm gonna be honest um hidden movement your spies that probably works i'm guessing it's like a I'm guessing it's going to be like one of those Sherlock games where you have different points of interest. You go to certain places, you ask certain questions, you get certain stuff and you have to put things together. Beyond that, I have no idea.
1: I'm slightly confused. Is this cooperative or competitive?
3: I'd say the weakest part of the box is the fact that it's impossible to discern what kind of game this is really at all. To me, it has multiple fake versions of its own description across the box. That kind of just gaslights you a bit
0: does a team-based game which implies there are more than one teams
1: that's what i was confused about because it said mm. team-based but then it also is talking about deception and hidden movement so i don't know if well, we're team like
0: team is not cooperative that's team true is,
2: is code names is a team game
4: yeah
0: so
2: it's usually two sides game is also in quotes <laughs> i will say to build off of what you said i do think it is it is very hard to understand what exactly it is you're getting. And I think part of the problem with that is that if you try and find something online, you might inadvertently ruin something for yourself because this looks like a game that really needs, it kind of needs you to go in fresh. This
1: is a very strange concept that I don't know if it's even closely related, but it almost feels like there's going to be something vaguely to battleship. (laughs) I don't know where I'm getting battleship from, but like almost like you're supposed to be like teaming up against each other and like, you're supposed to be trying to find out where each other's movements are and stuff and trying to catch them or something. It's
0: like Captain Sonar is a game we played with hidden movement. Yeah, I would hmm. say
3: psychic espionage kind of also feels like Battleship. So to summarize, Sherlock Battleship. <laughs> Battle yeah. Sherlock.
2: Yep.
0: All right. What's the history of uh, mind management to the Sherlock Battleship?
3: The Stargate Project was a secret U.S. Army project to try to use a uh, psychic clairvoyance to spy on enemies that ran for about 10 10- to 20 years it's not fully uh
0: it's 20 years to figure out that nobody's
3: psychic <laughs> essentially but they had a major general on the job it seems and uh they job. gave it up in the 90s and declassified it because they now that either means that they found psychics exist and this is all a front or they absolutely ju- we're just like okay it's not even worth keeping this classified
2: i'm of the opinion that they know and they're just releasing this to get everybody off the trail they had a major general
0: That's i a feel major. like there was 10 years of like we did a really stupid thing, but we got to keep it classified because we don't want we people don't to be know we did a stupid thing. <laughs> yeah,
3: um, Major General in charge of psychic headhunting, Albert Stubblebine. That cannot be real.
2: This, this has <laughs> to be a front Stubblebine. <laughs> That's that, a solid that name. Is in
3: fact, Major General Albert Stubblebine.
2: If I saw Stubblebine psychic headhunter on like a bookshelf, I think I'd probably pass it up.
1: It does, does he get to put that on his resume?
2: Yeah, well, I guess now you do. Yeah, he has to put it on his resume. That's what he did for 20 years. (laughs) It's just a big old gap. gap. (laughs)
1: What were you doing in those past 20 years? Uh, Nothing. nothing.
3: Here we go. His mission statement was to develop a army of soldiers with special powers, such as the ability to walk through walls. Okay. well, that's a little (laughs) bit more believable than
2: psychic powers, I think.
0: You know that for a significant period of time, this man put people
3: in a room and made them run into walls (laughs) repeatedly. Well, hold on. He probably started with walking. (laughs) I don't think he just jumped straight to the uh, room. There was a 2004 interview of him where he describes that he attempted to walk through walls himself to no success.
1: See, he wasn't just forcing people to do it. He was doing it himself.
3: I would say a sign of good leadership is leading by example. Stubble
0: stubble Stubble bind. bind. bind is a good leader.
1: I wonder how many other psychic power things he tried to do. Like, did he try to, like, lift papers with his
0: mind?
3: He required all of his battalion commanders to learn how to bend spoons from celebrity psychic Uri Geller. <laughs> Would you like to know how to play? Kind of. How reasonable is it to explain? Very reasonable
2: okay. to explain. Okay.
1: Easier than running into a wall.
0: Um, well, I don't know, that's pretty easy. Not phasing through a wall. (laughs) Getting through it's hard. Running into it's easy. All right. So one of us will be playing Mind Management. The others will be playing the Rogue Agents, trying to bring it down. There is a map of the city of Zanzibar. Figure out how to begin. It's actually kind of hard to explain. (laughs) Um, First question. The recruiter's objective is to secretly move around the board and uh, basically find recruits. Rogue agent's job is to track down the recruiter and to capture them. There's a map of the city, and the recruiter is going to be marking over the course of the game where their tracks are going. And they're going to have to go around to secret locations and find like where they're picking up the recruits at different like hidden locations. Rogue agents will be trying to deduce where they're moving around to, track them down, and to capture them. Uh, so in the course of a game you're going to alternate turns the recruiter will take a turn and then two agents will activate they can take their turn then the recruiter and then two more agents will activate and then that's a round recruiter can essentially take two different two different actions they can move which is basically just moving one step orthogonally except for certain spaces on the board will indicate you can move diagonally through them or they can activate their mind slip which is like a special move that will let them move like multiple spaces away. It kind of like gets them off your tail if you're being tracked. Agents, so they'll be able to move two spaces and an action in any order they want. So they'll be able to move two spaces orthogonally. They can ask, choose a feature, which is some of the different like billboard or pool or things like that. So choose a feature in their location. If if the recruiter has visited that location, they must choose uh, a step token. So it's like a little... Feet. so you kind of like start to reveal on the board like where they're going to they can reveal remove a step token from their location and the uh recruiter has to confirm the time they visited it so there's sort of a time tracker through the rounds and they can capture which is if they think they are on the recruiter they can try to capture them and so throughout the game you're going to be like having footsteps put on the map as you kind of reveal their locations uh, as people are recruited though you put the recruit on the time tracker so you can kind of start to deduce like where they were when they got recruited, different things like that. Um, and so over the course of the game, you're just sort of narrowing it down and trying to capture the, uh, the recruiter. That's basically the gist of it in training mode. There is a more advanced mode that will add in more stuff. We are going to start with uh, training mode. Let's play. <laughs> We just finished a game of Mind Management. To recap, uh, I was playing as Mind Management and the rogue agents captured me on round nine. I think nine. So nine out of 14. And I had five recruits out
2: of 12, I think. Winning strategy rogue agents. There actually was a lot of strategy involved in what we picked, where we went, trying to cordon off sections of the board The fact that we, once we learned that you could not retrace your steps and that was a crucial, crucial aspect of it, mostly just trying to figure out, okay, we know roughly, you know, where, where your options are. You have a certain number of steps you can make in a certain time period. Um, Once we kind of had one area confirmed, you know, we could compare against the time, see, well, you're probably over in this area. We could see where you had been see which targets you needed to hit so you could get your recruits. It was mostly just, where where have you been? You know, where, where we confirm that you've been. Where have, uh, what icons have you hit? Based off of that, where what is your likely range? And where are you likely to go? And that determined what we asked for, kind of once we zeroed in on your route, well, which is more likely to be the place you went. Like, it's kind of hard to condense all that conversation down into like a brief snippet, but.
3: Well, I feel like you're describing more the gameplay than the strategy we used, which was to quickly get any clue and reveal it so we had a time and just figure out the general direction and try to cordon off the board.
0: Well, I think one important part was the narrowing down which ones I could be focused on. Yeah. Like that was
3: I didn't feel like the um narrowing down your recruitment locations was that useful because maybe it's the way this game went in specific but you could, the board get cut in half so there were a limited number of places you could be.
2: Well, yes, but when you're we trying to figure out which side of the board we could take a look at where, where they had recruited from, figure out which icons were there, and then determine which side of the board had more of them. That's what informed my my decision to ask. I guess Kate asked.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but we are a team, so I'm going to take credit for your decision. and say that I personally, acting of my own volition, asked about the dogs, and we confirmed that you went to one side versus the other.
0: I probably could have done better at recruiting, and then it would have been more important if I only needed a few more left or something. I didn't realize the importance of like, hitting a thing multiple times so i had options on where to put the marker when you asked it's kind of hard because things are so spread out but i might just use those first five moves just to try to get as many symbols repeat symbols as i can and then try to avoid the other symbols so i'm not giving any other clues but i feel like you need to study the map a bit for that all right what did you think of the theme did you feel like psychic espionage agents
1: Absolutely not. (laughs) Um, And I mean, it's probably because we did the training and we didn't actually, the training specifically says not to use psychic powers for the um, espionage people. Uh, Although you had an ability, we didn't get to see you use it.
0: It's just move an extra space.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I, I also just, it doesn't, it almost feels like there's something going on there, but like it turns into more mechanic than it does like any theme. And I kind of, I feel like I lose some of like the theme of it and it just becomes like mechanically, especially because it doesn't feel like we're four different people. It definitely feels like we're just saying, Hey, Alexi move or Kate, I want you to move here. So I don't know. It feels more mechanical than it does theme.
4: Having missed the first part of the podcast. Also special guest Kate is here. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I like that. I just apologize for being here. Um. We'll that it's fine. <laughs> you should, Kate. How dare you? <laughs> After missing the first part and yeah, not knowing much about the game, I, I'm not sure what the theme is.
0: That's fair. That's actually so, a good way to test it.
4: Yeah, I know you use some you know, specialized language like recruiting, but I think other than that, that's my only hint at what the theme would be. I mean, I guess I have the board and the tokens to go off of, so I know that there's something with dead people and
3: zombies, but I don't know. Okay. Sure, okay, yeah. <laughs> that's what
4: I have. Yeah, that's fair.
2: Um, the, the theme definitely did not um, seep into the gameplay, like at all. And again, I think going off of what you said, um, we weren't using the psychic power, so we were basically just four people running around a city trying to narrow it down, which again is, is thematic in its own way. It's just not what I, what I think they were going for.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I felt pretty espionage-y. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not psychic but running around trying to intercept someone that was running for the city that that felt that felt thematic to me
0: i think it's one of those cases where they over themed it like with all the box and stuff it gets you hyped up and thinking oh this is going to be like i don't know what you were expecting you you had a much different view at the start but like uh, then when you play it it's like okay it's like a detective game of tracking somebody down like doesn't not work but it I
2: mean we were talking about people running in through walls and stuff so that, that the box sold me something else entirely. Mm-hmm. It sold me some crazy mind fuck, you know, competitive stuff and what we got was, you know, a pretty technically competent
0: it would be, it would be like if, if you've been like hey, uh, you know, billboard, have you been to a billboard and I was like monkeys here <laughs> and then i just moved on and i didn't explain it and i was like yeah that's what i was expecting a little bit more um insanity thrown yes. into it that i could like i could do crazy stuff to throw you off my track yeah. instead yeah. it was just like i move a space
2: i, I feel more <laughs> grounded after we've played that than before we did and mm-hmm. that's a very strange thing it to did say.
3: feel more like a tight logic puzzle than a off the rails romp that it advertised i was hoping for
1: we have played something similar where it was a two-player game and it was one person's a spy one's like a detective
0: detective fugitive yeah
1: and all they're doing is this almost a very similar thing where the uh, fugitive gets to move like one to so many steps and the detective or has to try and like figure out where they are so it feels very similar to that game, but that game was
3: small. If you compare them, that one definitely felt a lot more thematic. Let's
0: uh, talk about the table presence. It's not bad. I like the map of the town. I um, think it looks
1: fine. I think it's a nice looking presence.
0: Kind of the question is, if you were walking through a convention hall and you saw it laying on a table, would it grab your attention?
3: I don't think so. The board honestly looks pretty uninspired compared to the box. It The art isn't particularly it catching. It, has a very flat color palette i think i would easily pass this over if i just saw it laid out on a table without the box next to it
0: i think they ran into the issue where like if they tried to make the map art too cool you would have been hard to spot the symbols to play the game yeah so they're kind of in that like limbo of like do you make really cool art or do you flatten it out and make the symbols you need jump out and even then when you asked are you at a dog? I was like, there's dogs?
4: <laughs> like,
0: I didn't even know that was a thing. And I was like, ah, crap, I just stepped on a dog. And it, like, really gave it away. But I was like, I didn't even know I had a symbol. I thought I was like, this is a free spot because there's no symbols on it. Huh.
3: I feel like um, if it was um, themed more sci-fi with some bright, catching colors or even neon, it would feel better. But this art was like, <laughs> where's Waldo, kind of. I like the
0: theme. I like the don't show. know. I liked, I liked the art okay, but I, I think it was just It was either going to be too busy or too bland. I don't think there was a happy way to to pull this
2: off. Yeah, I think it kind of clashed, like what you said, with with what they were going for. And like they tried to, I think, inject a little bit of whimsy in the description. Like, it's not a truck. It's a thought courier. These aren't dogs. These are C4 canine (laughs) assassination dogs. That was honestly just
3: more confusing for no reason. Yeah,
2: I'll be honest. When you said we should capture the thought courier, I'm like, oh, good, I'm safe. And I was like, oh, that's that little tuk-tuk I'm next to. Well, look- I called it a truck and then yeah. you thought I was talking about the dream bus.
1: Maybe it would have been entertaining if like the management had like a different description of things or something. And like that was supposed to be some sort of like deception vibe. I don't know. I don't know if it could have worked, but, but it's also never,
3: never confusing. confusing. Never really felt like there was a reason for the two teams to ever communicate to each other. Like if you're playing management, you are just silent.
0: Yeah. I'll get to that. Um, One of my favorite thing is that you could write on the little tokens you put Mm -hmm. on the thing. That was kind of fun. I don't know. It's not that much, but it was kind of fun. Uh, Mechanics. I think we kind of described it as basically like a fugitive game. Um, I think the three that come to my mind are fugitive, Captain Sonar, and Sabotage, which Kate and I have played. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of falls in the same line of like secretly moving around a board and stuff. Um, I think the difference, this most aligns with fugitive because it's like One versus other roles. Mm -hmm. Captain sonar is more like two people are sneaking around. Um, Sabotage Mm -hmm. is team versus team. Yeah. uh, With one team trying to track people down the other team trying to sabotage stuff. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. Did you mechanically anything interesting jump out at you?
2: I thought that it was perfectly competent at what it tried to do. It's just that what it tried to do did not feel like what it was selling me. Mm -hmm. just to reiterate but yeah
3: yeah it was a good feeling um team versus team logic puzzle with some tight mechanics that were pretty straightforward to follow and my biggest qualm is that the mechanics didn't scale at all it seemed for player count i can't imagine it being much different as a one versus one game
0: so mechanically not much changes in a if you had a three-person game you the rogue agents would control two agents, which I actually think might work better because then it would just be like you would actually take turns and, you know, the one hour each you could either split it up. So each person moves one on an hour or one person does two actions in an hour, which I think would be smoother.
3: So one verse one or one verse two.
0: Yeah, it'd be one verse two. One verse one, every, they would just control all four agents.
2: So I will say it was pretty easy to pick up and learn. Um, it, I think it felt a little bit more complicated than it actually was. But once we started playing, it's like, these are really the only actions you have to take. I think it was pretty easy to, I mean, we we had, you you weren't here for the, the rules part. You were just kind of thrown into it. And then we had someone else completely come in with none of that. And I think they were able to put it together relatively quickly. It's just. Yeah. So
0: in terms of learning the game, it's one of those hard ones where like there's hidden information. So like, it's hard to like give people. So it's better. At least I was, I knew the rules best. I could tell you guys because most of your stuff was open, but I also like couldn't, I didn't want to like give you hints and stuff because yeah. it's a tricky one. It's also one that seems like a lot when you're explaining it, but it's like you just guys need to see around and it's uh, player interaction. Uh, so from my side of the table, uh, it's like four people all discussing and you just have to sit there and stare at them. And I was like, it, when we finished, I was like, oh, that was only an hour. It felt like forever. So I had to wait for it and then it'd be like, you guys would take so long and for me, my actions are also super simple because it's like I move one space. So I pretty much knew where I was going to move. I kind of maybe shifted based on when you guys were discussing, but like that would be like, you guys take 10 minutes, maybe you take your actions. And then I take two seconds to make my move and then I have to wait another 10 minutes.
1: I also feel like four people is, well, I guess technically five, but four people might be a lot because there was a lot of times where it was like one person had an idea where one person had an idea of what to do and someone's like okay sure i'll just do that i guess i don't know i'm not sure so i don't know it just felt like there was moments where like having too many people was more of a hindrance because it it does feel like it's a better game if it was just 1v1 honestly
0: 1v2 maybe two people to discuss
3: There was no real player agency you were cooperatively controlling really the same thing. And the asymmetric part, I guess, is the rogue agents versus mind management. But there is really no asymmetry between the rogue agents. Mm -hmm.
4: Yeah, I think that it goes in the category that you talk about, that somebody, if we had somebody who really wanted to take over the game, they could have.
2: Yeah, I I think it might have worked a little bit better if instead of giving us each individual tokens, it's like, okay, you have the recruiter and the other side is like a rogue faction or something. You know what I mean? Like you don't don't try and make it so that each person has an individual thing. Like, yeah, you are all a collective. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I think it would have felt a little bit better. Yeah, but you're still gonna have the same issues. Uh, yeah. I don't
3: know. I think Burgle Bros pulled off this kind of uh multi-four player asymmetry pretty well by having equipment you could use unique to your character.
2: That's a very different game. Yeah, I mean there's like personal yeah. things and stuff. Either either we spent too much time sitting around and like discussing, and it took forever, especially you know, when you're sitting there doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Or it was just like a brain dead, like, okay, we'll go there and do that. And then we didn't really need four people. Yeah. I didn't really feel like it hit a good, um, a good middle point. Uh, Would you play it again, Ernesto? You know, I don't think I would. And that makes me a little sad.
1: Uh, After playing it, I realized I kind of expected the game to be more like some kind of story based game. I didn't realize that before going in, but once I started, like sat down, I was like, oh, well, I kinda just ruined it. I don't know if that's like part of the reason I wouldn't want to play it again, but I would not want to play it again just because eh, I just it was okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, I uh I liked it, not with five people, but I'm really curious there was a whole second half of the box that seemed to be a <laughs> campaign mode with a lot of story cards uh-huh. that I I just didn't exist in this playthrough.
0: Yeah, and if that is what it is, that should have been the game. (laughs) Um, But we don't really even know what those were. I guess we can look them up after, but
4: uh, Kate? Um, I think it's a no because I, I mean, we've already talked about Fugitive and I, I really like Fugitive. And so if I want this kind of game, I think I would just play that one. The thing is that we could play this with more people, which is nice but i guess not because knowing how miserable you were i wouldn't um, say miserable i, did <laughs> I didn't enjoy realize it. you were not <laughs> how long it was feeling for you but now knowing that i'm like that's yeah that's if you're not having fun then then no there's there's no real reason to play this game then
0: yeah I, i'll be a no but uh, i wouldn't say i was miserable like it wasn't that bad of a game i did enjoy playing it it's just one of the things where if the game is a bunch of people having a discussion and you're not part of the discussion it's kind of yeah. like it it just sort of, I don't know. It felt like forever. It was essentially playing a game where it takes forever to get back to your turn is yeah. what it kind of was. It doesn't mean the game was bad. It just took a long or felt like a long time. Yeah. But I think the problem is like, like you said, if you're going to play it as a two player game, fugitive is smaller, easier and kind of gets the same exact experience with less stuff. Mm-hmm. Sabotage was better as four because it was two versus two. Mm-hmm. So like you kind of had like a teammate. And so like, you know, while, the other team is off discussing you're discussing too yeah. and so you kind of at least have a partner to, to interact with and then there was just more fun stuff going on because you're like you can sabotage and i yeah i want to play that one yeah. again but like you could do a bunch of different things like there's all these like different machines you can break and throw them off and it was a lot more back and forth it felt like this it was just
2: sort of like well, i'm going to move around the map and see if they catch me
4: yeah oh. there were more ways to throw the other team off i
2: think yeah so there's a couple things that i want to bring up one Talk about fugitive! Fugitive, I think, really nails that theme. It's a lot simpler, a lot quicker uh, to set up, and I think a lot quicker to play. In terms of like a good training mission that really wants you to play more of it, Space Alert is an <laughs> example of that. Hold on, hold on. On that note, we're playing Space Alert. <laughs> oh. Oh. Hold on. I really—he said, said it. He said it. Put got the this mic down. Put the down. Hey, <laughs> so got Space you on tape. <laughs> Space Alert started out very simple to introduce the mechanics of it, mm-hmm. but it felt engaging the whole time. Oh, yeah. right thematically it felt good um and it made me want to play more of it whereas this one kind of felt like we did the training and i don't really have any desire to go back and play the full game yeah even if it's better because i didn't really get a good impression of it and in terms of grid movement and espionage i mean alexei brought up earlier burgle bros just nailed the theme it was way more involved you know you're still making tactical decisions based off of what you know it just it feels like other games do what this did but yeah, better. That's how I it just a yeah. plus box though. Hundred percent phenomenal art. Yeah, box. yeah.
0: I wish we were a different
2: game <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to go with that box. But
0: all right, uh, that was Mind Management. If you have any recommendations of games you'd like to hear our impressions on, please send them our way. You can do it via email at firstturntabletop at gmail or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. Well, it hit us up on Instagram at first Turncast. I don't know if Twitter is going to exist when this comes out. The, po- <laughs> the podcasting camel says, please don't forget to rate review and subscribe on our favorite podcatchers. We look forward to hearing from you play more games. We do a fake segue where we ask a random question to oh. try to throw off BP who has some other history lesson prepared. I see. Um, and then she just says, Exactly. Seriously. And then moves on to whatever topic she I had, the had. problem. Is-
1: you threw us off.
2: The game started already. Okay. <laughs> oh I my
1: goodness. You
0: trolled yourself. <laughs>
1: All right, we're playing Space Alert. Come on,
2: Bye. guys. Bye. Bye. You know what really bothers me, Eric? The podcasting camel sounds just like you.